welcome to CXO, a magical podcast to help you serve better and concoct experiences that are superlative in nature. I'm your host, Supriya Sharma, bringing to you in each episode didactic nuggets so you can get inspired to sprinkle stardust in your company, your home, and the community on the whole. Welcome our guest today, Valerie Mocker, who is the CEO of Wing Women. She gets up every day to help younger leaders into power positions. Wow. Named one of Europe's 40 under 40 leaders, she is also a tech for good investor, an international speaker, and a board member for, among others, Wikimedia, the organization behind Wikipedia. Originally from Germany, Valerie and her family now live in Oxford, where she obtained the first two class degrees from University of Oxford. Valerie, welcome to CXL. Ah, thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> Valerie, I was reading about you and I was super excited to learn that you've been in those rooms of power the young, as the youngest female and most of the times youngest by decades in that way. So how did that actually set the stage for you to future-proof our rooms of power in the industry? As you just said, I rose up pretty quickly um, from the time that I joined the work world. So I led my first team with 23 and then uh, my first uh, multi-million dollar fund with uh, 26. And at that age, when you get into rooms of power, so into the rooms where we decide about, you know, important sums of money, big sums of money, about important strategic directions of organizations. Uh, when you get there, if you know, as people of, of kind of our age, then you're often pretty lonely because, as you said, you are not just the only woman, but also often often the youngest. And somehow when other people see you being so different, you know, it can be different in terms of your age or your gender or the color of your skin. A lot of people assume just because you're not like them that uh, you are less competent, you know, even before you opened your mouth for the first time or they think they, they can patronize you. And uh, th that certainly was an experience that uh, I've made. But uh, as you know, this is this is uh, certainly a principle that I have always lived by. Uh, you don't take shit from anyone, which is a good principle for, <laughs> for all of us leaders. Uh, and also now for us in, in the Wing Woman Academy, our key principle is be kick-ass and kind. So, you know, be kick-ass uh, in, in what you do, but also be kind to others. So be a better leader than, than a lot of the people you might have, uh, you know, maybe come across in the past. And, um, you know, beyond this personal, this personal experience that, you know, a lot of uh, people like like us will share what the key problem is if we have uh, not just few women but few younger leaders in our rooms of power is that a lot of the great ideas that are out there in the world don't really make it so you know when when i for example uh, build uh, innovation funds 
what we basically did, did with that or do with that is that we give money to people who have an idea for how technology can make the world a better place. You know, and that can be things like Wikipedia, mm-hmm. right? But that can also be things like apps that save your life when you have a heart attack. Or that can be things like personalized digital tutoring for kids so that every child has the same educational opportunities, no matter into which household or family they were born. And the key challenge with all of this and making that big and and, and, and making the technologically possible possible for all of the people out there often isn't the lack of talent or the lack of ideas or even the lack of potential money that could be invested into this, into our product. But a lot of these great ideas went to die inside our rooms of power where, you know, we had conversations like this one that we said, this is a great, you know, new innovation. It actually works. If we scaled it up, it could impact, you know, millions of lives. And then often the conversation stopped by, you know, people saying, well, you know, I don't think that the people in on our board, for example, really get it and, you know, that they may be digitally savvy enough to to get it. So I don't think we can really go forward with this. And, you know, then we had some other conversations with, uh, you know, people who thought, well, all of this digital stuff, it's kind of going, you know, it, it's going away again. So we don't need to bother that much with it. And obviously not, you know, everybody is like that. So you can't say every young person is digitally smart and innovative and every older person isn't because it's not like that. Mm-hmm. But we certainly have, you know, in our rooms of power, if we, for example, take the boards of organizations, so the C, like the CEO's bosses, the average age uh, of, of the people in these boards in places like the US, but also the UK or Germany uh, is over 60, right? Mm-hmm. So we have whole organizations and 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 whole you know like many organizations where many generations and their perspectives aren't even you know considered and don't really come in so a lot of fresh ideas you know already being fresh because they are not currently inside those rooms of power a lot of these fresh ideas don't really make it and that means that a lot of you know a lot of the great things that are out there but also a lot of the innovation potential that organizations have inside themselves can't really be harnessed and unleashed properly uh, because our rooms of power are too undiverse and it doesn't just mean too undiverse in terms of gender or people of color but also in terms of age i get that uh, valerie show me a picture of what the world would look like for me as a customer who's patronizing these companies who future-proof their rooms of power how will it make a difference in my world how will my world look different as a customer so I can tell you what I hope, or you know, not what I hope, but what my team and I are building towards, right? So that we get a certain type of leader into rooms of power, leaders who are kick-ass and kind, and how the world would look uh, in, in that way. And I think that's what all of us have to do, that we don't just let other people imagine what the future could look like, but that, you know, we, like every one of us, we get up every day, we have ideas for how the world could be different, and we just go do it. We don't need a certificate or a degree you know, for to be a world changer or world shaper or future shaper, you know, you, you you do it by being kind of brave and tough and generous and kind every day. So um, when we raise our leaders in our Wing Woman Academy and we bring them through our training and through our coaching, uh, there are a couple of important things that we teach them that I hope, you know, we're, we're they will then take into the rooms of power or they take into the rooms of power and that will then you know have a positive impact for for as you said you as a customer so the two key things that we teach them is courage and kindness so courage 
you know, is, is a very important trait in leaders, which often means that you have to try new things and you have to try the things that you're actually afraid of, right? Mm. And, you know, with the examples that I've just given of these, you know, great technologies that can help us live healthier or, you know, be better educated or, you know, there are so many other examples. Um, a lot of a lot of these things that, that also grow inside of companies, these ideas for how the world could be, become a better place that we have inside many organizations, they will only be put into practice and they will only have a chance um, or even get 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 onto the market so that you as a customer can benefit from it if we have courageous leaders in the rooms of power who say we haven't tried that beforehand we don't know if it will work and we might be afraid that it might fail or that it might go differently to how we expected it to be but we are still brave and we are actually going to try it right so that's that's one very important um one, one important leadership trait the other one kindness is one that is 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 uh, often quite surprising for people and you know a lot of people say well i can get behind courage but kindness like why do we need kindness because kindness is, is for weak people right if you are kind you are pushed over and that is totally not the case and i'm going to tell you why because being kind to people so being kind you know and that starts with obviously your teams with the people that you are leading inside your organization it also means being kind to your customers it basically means that you really truly see them you see the potential inside of them and you focus on actually lifting up that potential and growing this potential and helping everybody be the best that they can and that is so important because especially when it comes to innovation and to new ideas you know these these innovations and new ideas they can't grow in an environment where people are afraid where people are being pushed down where people are you know being 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 elbowed out mm -hmm like an innovation environment you need you need a, a higher level of trust you need um, a culture where people feel comfortable sharing their ideas and we actually also know from studies that kindness and being kind to your teams and being a kind leader it increases the performance of your team the energy levels in your team it increases loyalty in your teams and also in um, in your customers as an extension right and if you are a courageous and kind leader it actually makes it a lot more likely for you to also listen to the people around you no matter what work title they have no matter what seniority they have and that obviously is very important for for organizations companies foundations no matter what that that you don't just look down at your customer right but that you meet them on an eye to eye level and that you you know that, that that you also listen to their ideas and i'm sure that you and i will will, will talk more about that uh, in a second but yeah being a kick-ass and kind leader uh, we, is very important and we need more kick-ass and kind leaders in in our rooms of power who are braver and kinder to their teams to their organizations and to the customers that they want to serve i love that combination kick-ass and kind because it's just like sweet and sour it's not easy to be you know kick ass and kind at the same time but yeah it's it's like two sides of the same coin and uh, yes. as a person as a leader having a courageous heart and a heart that is kind too makes a difference in our leadership positions valerie tell us uh, how these uh, things like innovation you spoke a lot about innovation innovation technology digitalization how can they be a force for good for shaping phenomenal customer experiences going forward the first thing that I would ask you back or I would ask myself is what a phenomenal customer experience should be, right? That's and like, I, I wow, <laughs> I want to right. come back to you again and again. 
yes. So I can answer it first, or and then I want to. I would love to hear what you think a phenomenal experience is. Or do you want to tell me first what what, in your opinion, a phenomenal customer experience is? Yeah, just like I said, which makes me go wow, and I want to go back to that company again and again, no matter what. I might be getting a better service somewhere else. I might be getting better prices, better quality somewhere else. But then, because how because of how you made me feel, that one experience that you've created for me, I want to come back to you over and over again. That's what's phenomenal for me. Something that's magical. Something that's beyond this world. Something that's beyond my expectations. Yeah, I think you had a lot of the nails on the head uh, already. So when I think about customer experience and, you know, the experience of our customers and community that we have at Wingwoman, then I think about especially two things. So firstly, solving a real problem for them, like a real problem that they really have and that they have here and here, right? So that they have in, in, in kind of rationally, but also emotionally. Mm -hmm. And the second important thing is that after they've been with us, they feel stronger, they feel more powerful, they feel better, they feel lighter, they feel braver, right? And for me, those are two, two important things that we should always start with. So, you know, when people ask me, so what do we do with technology and innovation? The first thing I always ask them is like, what do you want to achieve? What is the thing that you want to change in this world? And technology and innovation, it's only a tool. Right? It can be used for good or for bad. And it should be a tool that actually comes second after you defined what is it actually I want to give to this world and give to the people that, that I want to serve. And mm -hmm. in our case, that's you know, that that's people who come to us because they want to make a difference in this world, but they don't quite know how they do that. So if you want to make a difference, if you want to change the world, if you want to, you know, rise up, if you want to become a leader who who is a great leader, but who also makes it into the rooms of power, like, what do you do? And so the people who come to us, they they obviously don't just come with, with a rational motivation, but they come with an emotional motivation. And I think a lot of organizations underestimate that. So, you know, the people who come to us, they come because they feel that, that they want to make a difference, but they worry whether they are enough, right? Whether they are good enough or right enough. They come to us because they want to make a difference, but they notice that they hit the break and that they question themselves too much or they worry too much. And, you know, that they, that they are lacking the kind of strategies and the practical tools to, to, to achieve what they want to achieve. Or they come to us, for example, because they say, I'm a bit lost. I don't really know where to go next. I know that I still want to make a difference, but, but you know, how do I find my path? So these are the kinds of things that, 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 that you know, some of the reasons that drive our community to come to Wing Woman and to our programs and courses. And, and you know, we use technology and, and, and the internet just as a tool to help them with these questions so that, you know, after they leave us, they have more clarity on who they want to be, what they want to stand for, how they actually get ahead, what their next step is, what it takes to rise up to really, you know, to, to really be a great leader. And that is, you know, I think the, the, the nutshell of, or the, the, the essence of phenomenal customer experience that, you know, people who've been with us, they say afterwards, having been with you or meeting you has changed my life in, in a profound and a positive way. And that's what we should thrive towards. And obviously some of the people listening to this, they might be like, but I don't have a product, you know, that maybe <laughs> seems to be as transformative for people. But what we have to remember is that 
that all of our customers, they have feelings, they have dreams, they have secret ambitions that they might not want to share with everyone or they might be afraid afraid of, but, but you know, they, they, they still have that inside of them. And if whatever we do, no matter which technology we use or which type of, you know, type, which part of the internet, whatever we <laughs> use, if we can help them with that, And, and, you know, if we can actually get to know our customers on that level, that's what creates a phenomenal customer experience. Not whether, you know, like, like the technology and digitalization and innovation is, 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 is just a tool to achieve that. Makes sense. Just a tool to achieve that. And you picked upon something really important here. You said the emotional motivation is generally uh, not taken so seriously by the companies or it's underestimated by most companies as compared to the rational motivation. That actually segues into my next question. Valerie, what are the characteristics of, uh, of a company, of an organization that has a mature service culture? It's interesting that you... That you use the word mature because for me as somebody who comes out of the innovation world mature <laughs> isn't necessarily what you want to read you know what you want to aim towards mature can easily sound a bit kind of you know old behind the curve and so on but i guess when you say mature you mean a strong and a, and a good and a positive one exactly exactly okay so for me the the essence of of a great service culture so one that is really starting with your customer the difference you want to make in their lives is that it really starts at the top and at the top for me means that you know your your customers and speaking to your customers and being with your customers and 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 you know really kind of getting into their shoes is something that actually the top leadership has to do on a continuous basis it so for example to give you a couple of examples um I, as the CEO of Wing Woman, have user interviews every week. Hmm. So every week we, you know, my Tuesdays are full with meetings. Some of them are, you know, like, like what we do now, <laughs> a, a, a podcast or an interview or something. But I always schedule or we always schedule for me user interviews with our alumni or with past customers or future customers or potential customers, right? Mm -hmm. And... I use that to really stay engaged with, you know, what they need, what they feel, what their problems are, so that I can really kind of absorb that, absorb that and understand that properly. And, and that is also something that as an investor, you know, from my past experience, I've, I've seen as a differentiating criteria between, you know, the kind of good and the really great, amazing uh, companies that the really great, amazing companies often have founders or have not just founders, but but C-level, top-level leaders mm -hmm. who keep an eye on the ground and who don't, you know, who don't externalize that engagement with their users to one department or, you know, who just delegate it down, down, down the hierarchical chain. Um, because, you know, if you want, even if you want to strategize, which you obviously have to do as a top, top senior, senior leader, Even if you if you wanted if you want to do that, it is very important that you have a real sense of 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 who you are, who the people are you want to serve, what they feel, what they're afraid of, what they need. So, you know, that's a kind of very practical thing that that we do for me. That I'm still very engaged in that, and that I don't feel that I'm above that just because you know I'm 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 I'm, I'm the CEO of the organization. And the second thing that I also do that I think a good service culture needs is 
um, just hiring the people who are your customers also as people in your team. And obviously for some organizations that might be easier than for others, but I'm always surprised by how many organizations, you know, as an example, if, you know, they say, I, we want to understand, understand Generation Z or Generation Y or, you know, whatever. Uh. And then the, the way to do it is that they do a market study, hmm. which obviously is also fine that you do a market study and that you get quantitative data. And, you know, you said to me, you're a management consultant, you know, you, you, you can tell us all about the importance of, of market studies, but the, there's also something very important in actually getting the people who you want to serve and engage into your team and also, you know, into the rooms of power. So if you are just, you know, a bunch of, uh, of people inside a room reading a market report about the people you apparently want to engage and you don't have any of these people live in the room, for example, you know, as part of your team yeah. or as part of people in, in these senior positions, then you're never going to get this emotional component if you just read a market a market research study. So that would be a second tip that I would uh, that I would have that you know you 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 really get the people in and you take them seriously and you don't just listen to them through some numbers that somebody gave you. That makes me say humans are underrated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, humans are underrated and especially humans who are different to us or who are different to the dominant group mm. which at the moment often means younger women people of color and so on and so yeah. forth their expertise is totally underrated just because they look different but you know they have a lot of important things to say and if you want to future proof your rooms of power future proof your organization mm. you have to take them seriously and 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 get them close to you absolutely absolutely if you were to describe in one sentence or one phrase the kind of experience you want to create for the 21st century at Wing Women, what would that be? What would that one sentence or that one phrase be to describe that 21st century experience that you want to create for us? Interesting. With one sentence. Let me have a go. Then maybe I have another go uh, <laughs> at, at it later. Um, when you come to Wing Women, I want you to join, no, let, let, let's put it differently, right? So at Wing Woman, we are here to pick you up where you are and to show you how much you could be. Brilliant. So what I mean, yeah, so I hope it speaks for itself, but I can maybe use another sentence to describe it. Um, we want to pick you up where you are which means that we always assume that you have so much potential and so much already inside of you that's our view of the world right um and you are already enough like there's already enough inside of you and we want to be real with you about where you are stuck about you know some of the things that are challenging and have you know real talks with you about about also how hard things can be how hard leading how hard rising can be and then we want to take you on a journey to actually show you how much you could be because, you know, if, if, if all of us, if we started to loosen our handbrakes a little bit and we were a bit kinder to ourselves and a bit braver to ourselves and a bit more strategic about how we do things, then this world would, would be full of, you know, rockets who shoot through the sky and to make such a big difference if we allow ourselves to be 
you know, to, to, to be a little bit more instead of always trying to hold back. And that's, that's what I would hope for, you know, I would want for, for all of us and for all of you to be the unstoppable being that you could be. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Know what? Uh, just before this podcast, before we met on this podcast, I knew you professionally. I knew your pr- profile, and I knew what your organization was doing. Also, that we celebrated our birthdays recently in June. But then, as you uh, describe your initiative, WingWomen.org, in this one sentence, you want to pick us where we are and show us where we could be. It makes me feel so relieved, and and I feel I'm absolutely in the right place. I mean, this is where I should be not only myself anybody for that matter we all have capabilities which we know that we are capable of however still we sometimes need help or assistance helping us identify those capabilities and uh, moving forward with those so i've already feel so relieved and you know i feel like i'm i've already embarked on that journey <laughs> just as i listen to you <laughs> fantastic then you've given me feedback that you know what we want to bring to the world is working <laughs> <laughs> That's the power of experience. And now exactly. since, since we are on women and we are on experience, um, according to the Catalyst research, 83% uh, of all the consumption in the United States is actually directed by women in terms of buying power and influence. So if think of this, I mean, how can companies actually use this data to formulate the customer experience strategy that they can be using? So if I, you know, was on, well, no, we can actually put that differently. Uh, when I am in a room of power, so, you know, in, in, in my own CEO position or on a board uh, that I'm on, and if I got this type of research there, right, my first reaction would be that I check, I look around inside the room and actually check. So if women are so important do we actually have this group represented here next to me right mm. and in the majority of cases i would probably say mm, you know i can look up and down <laughs> myself or, you know i can look at myself but otherwise we probably have some way to go so that would be my very first action you know coming back to the point that we discussed that that it, it is not enough just to have a market report and to ask somebody to ask somebody to ask somebody else to talk to these people and see you know how our company could could engage them better and how right how how we could improve their customer experience but these people they need to be inside the room and now you know if for example in the scenario i would be one of these of one of these people one of these women there are a lot of people who then say okay it's great we have one woman here already right that's enough But it isn't because there is something called um, tipping points. And a tipping point is something where, you know, once you reach that tipping point, things actually start to shift and to normalize. And we know from various studies that the tipping point for, you know, women, for example, having influence in a room is about 30%. So it starts at 30% that you need at least 30% of women inside the room if for example you want to really engage uh, that experience if you if you want to make sure that the people who are new to this room and who are different actually have an influence on the discussions of the group and on the decisions of the group so that is very important to bear in mind that it's not just enough to have one quota woman for example in the room but that you have a critical mass right so that you reach this tipping point so that would be my first uh, my, my my first reaction and action to actually see 
you know, if based on your question, we actually want to see how we can create a better customer experience and, and let women influence it, let them influence it from positions of power so they can actually call the shots so that they can decide on strategy, on how money is being spent, that they can really bring their their ideas into the into the rooms where the big important decisions are are being made if you generally want to have an impact if you want this to have an impact you have to start inside your rooms of power and not somewhere uh, somewhere at the fringe that's transitioning from talking the talk to walking the talk exactly yeah you walk the talk or you walk the walk exactly yeah yeah cool. what's your final message for all our listeners today Given that this worked so well, I might just repeat, you know, the, the, the key thing that I want everybody to take away that, um, you know, we meet you where you are, we show you what you could be, which basically means each and every one of you and each and every one of us has so much potential inside of ourselves. And when you have an idea for how to do something differently inside your organization, inside your team, right, then don't wait for permission. Don't wait for somebody to, to give you permission or certificate or, you know, something that says, oh, now you're allowed to make a difference out there. You you just go and do it. Yeah. Action. Th that's something that I always tell um, my, uh, you know, my teams, but also the people who go through our Wing Woman Academy, action over perfection. And that's also something, you know, for, 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 for all of us individually, that's important, but also for us as organizations. So, you know, as people listen to your podcast and they hear about how other people do it and they think, oh, maybe I should try this out. Always remember action over perfection. It doesn't need to be perfect. You just have to get started and you will figure it out along the way. to CXO with your host, Supriya. I hope you enjoyed a dive into the nitty-gritty of customer experience. If you are committed to applying these ideas in the real world, stay tuned with me. Don't forget to check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.